I want to welcome you guys to Northern Colorado Cowboy Church. Man, go ahead, guys. Go ahead and bring that, bring that stuff up. We've got, we've got excitement for you this morning. This is going to be good. Amen? Well, it's good to see you guys. My name is Darren Gleghorn. If I've never got to meet you before, um, I want to say welcome. I'm the lead pastor. Uh, we are the lead pastors of and, and founders of Cowboy Church, of this Northern Colorado Cowboy Church. And we just, uh, we're, we're blown away every week that we come in and, and y'all choose to show up. You know, there's, there's a lot of places you could be this morning, but you're here and God's got an appointment for you today. Amen. So um, I'm not going to hold this up. Where are you going? Oh, okay. Well, she's going to leave me. Now we've got a we've got a great service for you guys this morning. Um, one of our favorite people in the world. You know when when you go when, when you go through life, there are key people that God puts in your path that leave fingerprints on you. They 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 leave a mark on your life. They leave a um, a, a cornered page in your lifetime. And Miss Sandy is one of those. Her and her husband Ronnie, who's gone on to be with the Lord have been major influences on us. You know, in a, in a world where everybody wants to be an influencer, God, God gives those people who are truly influencers in your life. And um, the Trices have been um, huge in our ministry, huge of, of where we are as pastors. They started a church. What year did you all start, Maranatha? Nineteen seventy-two. So they uh, they are true pioneers of of, uh, of church world in my life and in Lynette's life and and we got a chance uh, before I got to sit down with Pastor ever got a chance to sit down with Pastor Ronnie I got to sit down with Miss Sandy and and um, ask for her help in what God has called me to do and she has cornered the page in my life of. Um, of being a pastor, of being a minister, of being a leader. And so with that, do you want to say anything? All right. Well, um, I've not ever been around a person who loves like she does. She loves big. She loves well. And um, if you all would, would you all give her a cowboy church welcome? Miss Sandy Trice. Thank you, Lord. All the glory, all the honor goes to him. Amen. Well, uh, my goodness, it's dark up here. <laughs> well, uh, I want to tell you just a little bit about me and a little bit about those two there. Uh, I met, I believe, Lynette first at, at a women's meeting and, uh, and then I heard her minister, what a joy, and what a blessing you have in Lynette. And then I think it was at the women's meeting, they had you minister. And I said, oh, my goodness gracious, I want to say today how blessed and how honored and how privileged you are to be in a church where you have two anointed ministers of the gospel. I love, I mean, I was captured by Lynette, but I was also captured by Darren. I mean, man, I, I just didn't expect it out of you, Darren. I don't know why, but I just wasn't expecting you to be so di- dynamic and so full of God. Both of them are so full of God and have such a love for the people, and I just appreciate that so very much. And I appreciated the music today. Wow, that was wonderful. And the head singer, I think, what is her name? Okay. Uh, she hit a key, and uh, it was right for me. And she said, uh, get into the place, get into the place, okay? 
And my title of my message is A Place Called There. And so, yay, I loved it. But we pastored for 37 years, my husband and I, uh, pastored for 37 years. And then uh, we turned the, uh, turned it over to our son, who had uh, been uh, prophesied by everyone that he was going to be, you know, follow in his dad's footsteps. He's ministering. My grandson's ministering. My granddaughter's husband pastors, in, in uh, they pastor and do music in San Diego. We are a family of ministers, and I love that. I love that, and so I love that song. I sent it to Lynette. Um, talk about Jesus. Just talk about Jesus. And I, I believe this. If you're here today, you have a ministry, and your ministry first is to your family. And you need to develop and concentrate on your family. I think if your family gets in the right place, then everybody else will be in the right place. I think there's a lot of people that try to minister, but their families hold them up. And so I love it when these two children uh, are following in the footsteps of mom and dad. And we don't know what they're going to do, but this we do know. We know that they serve a mighty God. We know that whatever they go into, they're going in with the Lord Jesus Christ. They're, they're full of the power of God, both of them. And I love them so much. Uh, just on fire, uh, young people for the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, hallelujah, we're going to go to a place called there. But before we do that, I just want to pray. Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for the anointing. I thank you, O oh Father God, for every good and perfect gift. I thank you that it flows, and I thank you that it flows. Uh, use me, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I want to start off right now saying this. I felt like someone was here uh, that was having trouble with an ankle. And I don't know exactly what it is, but it's not functioning like it ought to be functioning. And so when I get through ministering, I'd like to pray for you. And then there's someone that has an elbow. And it's not only just affecting your elbow, but it affects your arm. And so if that's you, I want to pray for you. I believe in miracles. Amen. I believe in miracles. I believe in healing. I believe in miracles. Why do I believe in miracles? Because I believe in God. <laughs> if you believe it, you know, and that's not my phrase. That came from Catherine Kuhlman. But I took it on when I heard her say that. I believe in miracles. I see miracles take place. I think a miracle is exciting. And God chooses miracles. It's his choice of when there's going to be a miracle. But healings, we, we, that's a process. That's a process that we work through. And so today, <clears throat> as I share, uh, I want you to know that just because you look at someone and you see that they still need a healing doesn't mean that they haven't got it. It's a process and so in my life, there's been so many times, and I think God uses people. I think God uses people that's working on getting their miracle. Why are they working on getting their miracle? Because they're in the Word, and they're speaking the Word, and they're doing what the Word of God has to say. So it's a process. It's a process as you go along. I'm still in a process. Are you still in a process? Yes, yes. Amen. So there's a place called there. And that place called there is so very important that we get into that place. It's a place where we're reassured of who we are. And I love the people coming to the front this morning. Uh, so very important that you know who you are. Let me just say this. The only way you will ever really know who you are is if you get in the Word of God. When you get in the Word of God for yourself 
and you start seeing how he is speaking to you, then, then you get charged up. And that word becomes alive in you. And so as you open up your Bibles this morning, I'm, are you believing this? I didn't bring my right glasses. I am borrowing prescription glasses from Lynette. And she just, yeah, and she just told me, one eye is different from the other eye. Lord God, help me today. Help me today. Help me today. <coughs> well, they, they match. And so that's very important, you know, for we women, that they match. Do what? Oh, yes. Yes, he does, doesn't he? But my husband preached a lot on faith. And really and truly, this is kind of my first time to just kind of cover this. But uh, we want to go there first, and then we'll go from there. Faith is very important in your life. It's very important because uh, it helps you to get to the place that you need to be. And we all need to be get to that place called there. We don't all start out at that place. We get saved. And then we just work up to that place. But I want to say this to you today as I go through my notes. <laughs> uh, you know, there is a position. Faith has a position. And when you uh, come to that position, then uh, that you, you for yourself, not for somebody else, not that Lynette Pastor Lynette and uh, Pastor Darren have, but you come to that place that you are positioning yourself. You know, we're only one step away from that faith. We're only one step away from the scripture we need. One step, that's all we need. And uh, I often say, all I need is one word from God. One word from God. If I have a word from God, one word from God, and it's from him, then uh, I can do whatever. You can do whatever. I want to tell you today, you can do whatever. And so we're looking at this. We're looking at the scripture here, and it says this in Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. I know all of you know this, but we're going to read it and believe it. And Jesus answered, saith unto them, have faith in God. All right, that's the very key. Do you have faith in God? Do you know God? You know, if you're going to be in that place called there, you've got to know who God is. You've got to know. And then, if, you know, you've got to know who he is, then you've got to know who you are. And then knowing who you are, knowing who he is, then it's important that we know what he says and that we operate on what he says. Not just, not just hearing it, but believing it and taking a stand on it. You see, that's how I got where I am. I opened up the Bible, saw what was in the Bible, and, uh, and I said, okay, it belongs to me. This is mine. And... Reinhard Bunke said this. I don't know if you know who Reinhard Bunke is. Great minister of God. I mean, minister, thousands. I had the privilege of going and being there when he dedicated his tent in South Africa. And my, let me just say this. What an experience that was. It was so wonderful uh, there experiencing, you know, his presence. Uh, you knew that he had come to a place called there. But he said, until God spoke to him and said this, and I love it. God spoke to him and said, Reinhardt, your word that you speak from my word is just as powerful as my word. Wow. And he said it completely and totally changed his life. When God said that to him, your word is as powerful as my word. 
when you believe it and when you speak it, if you believe the word and you speak it, it can be just as powerful as, as God speaking it. Why? Because you are saying what he has said and you're believing what he believes. All right. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and shall uh, and, uh, and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt it in his heart, but shall believe that those things that he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. How powerful. So sometimes I think we forget. And in this day, in this time, we need to kind of come back to this, don't we? Because we are surrounded with negativity, negativity, negativity. And we need to be positive. And the only way we can truly be positive is to hook up with him. I love that hookup. You know, I never, uh, one of the greatest things I ever learned, uh, y'all too, was that God never expected me to do it by myself. <laughs> you know, you hear the word of God and you say, wow. You know, you see in the word of God great ministers and you think, Wow. Wow, wow, look at them. But you know what? When I come to the realization that it wasn't up to me, it was up to God in me, then we could accomplish something. And so uh, that's, that's what I'm telling you today. Uh, he never expected you to do it by yourself. He's always the one that's there to help you with it. And if you try to do it by yourself, you're going to fall flat. <laughs> fall flat. So the, the next scripture that I want to read is, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received them, and you shall have them. So those are key factors for us today. But one of the areas, other than the word of God, is this that, you know, you get into the Word, you find out what the Word of God has to say, is that you be hungry, that you are very hungry for God. Are you hungry for God today? At home, are you hungry for God? Uh, I can't think of a better example than my example. Uh, my husband was doing uh, the Lord's Supper, and this time that we did it, he had a big loaf of bread, loaves, big loaves of bread, and... Uh, Different people would cut the, take a piece of bread and go give it to someone else. And then, you know, we had the little grape juice about, you know, you know the size of it. But anyway, uh, so I was there in the service, and uh, someone loved me a lot, I guess, because when they came to me and they everybody was putting the bread in the person's mouth, well, this person put a, a hunk of bread in my mouth. I mean, a big hunk. And my throat was dry. And I tried and tried to get that down. It was hung. I mean, and I, you know, that little bit of grape juice. And this is the Lord's Supper. But I'm being real with you today. And I, it was like, oh my gosh, if I could just have a drink of water. If I could just, and, and my husband had water up there where he was ministering later on in that service. Every once in a while, he'd drink a drink of that water. And I think, if he don't quit, I'm going to run up there and get that water. But it, it just hung there and hung there. I mean, I wanted a drink of water so bad. I needed a drink of water so bad. And that's the place that God wants us to get a hunger for him, that we can't live without him. We've got to have him. We've got to have him. As soon as that service was over, I ran and got me a bottle of water, and I guzzled that water down. <laughs> Why? Because I was so thirsty. And so the word of God says, uh, blessed are you if you hunger and thirst after righteousness. Well, I want more of God. Do you think that we ever get enough? 
No, I don't think we ever get enough. He keeps stretching us and stretching us and stretching us. But he, we want to be in that place called there. Where is that place called there? It's where you have a relationship with him. You have time with him. My time is of a morning. And you know, I'm surprised. I mean, how much time? Uh, I can just stay there in his presence. I wait on him to speak, and then I put something on Facebook, a little bit of something of what he says on Facebook. But uh, I can get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and still be at 1030. Why? Because I love his word, and I love him. And I'm excited about him. I'm still excited about him. I'm still excited about him. All these years, and I'm still excited. I still want more of God. I still love the songs. I still love the kids worshiping. I still love it when they get radical. Well, I'm radical. I want you to know that I'm a little radical also. Uh, I can jump up and down. When my husband passed away, I mean, I was having a time, you know, because I missed him. And so I had a few days there that I wanted to have a pity party. Have you ever wanted to have a pity party? Well, I'm going to tell you, the way to not have a pity party is to get in the Word of God first and then be like Mary the mother of Jesus. When the angel of the Lord came to Mary, uh, told her what was going to happen, and she said, be it done unto me according to your word. In other words, I'm going to accept your word. I'm going to accept what you say. And that's what we need to do today. Accept the word. The word is for you. Accept the word. And then what did she do? She began to praise. So she spoke out with her mouth, and she agreed with the word of God that came to her, and then she began to praise. Well, when my husband passed away, and I wanted to feel sorry for myself, and I was trying to renew my mind, because I know, you know, that we need to renew our mind with the word of God. Uh, I decided, uh, you know, I got into the word. I was in the word. I'm always in the word. But I got into the word, and I realized I hadn't praised like Mary, hat and praise. So I turned the radio on, and this is why, how you know I'm radical. Uh, I, I really am radical at my house. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, I turned the radio, and it was playing, I raise a hallelujah. And I started, and I turned it up. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a in the midst of my enemies. And then they said, death has no longer a hold on me. And it got inside of me. Oh, death no longer has a hold on me. Oh, death no longer has a hold on me. I am the Lord's, and I am not going to be feeling sorry for myself. I will renew my mind. I will do what the Word of God has to say. This is uneven. I will do what the Word of God has to say. And I will watch where I'm stepping. Amen and amen and amen. But I mean, I got radical. And the the more the Spirit got on me, you see, you don't just do it one time. I turned that radio up louder. And I turned that radio up louder. And I turned that radio up louder and louder. It was blasting away. And I was singing at the top of my voice. And I was dancing, dancing all around, dancing, dancing. Well, I found that that's the way that I come into this place called a place called there. Now, I'm an intercessor. And I love to pray for people. And I love to see victories take place. But I'll tell you what. When I start to pray, most of the time, I turn up the radio. Or I put on a song that I know is going to get me at that place called there. And once I get there and get radical and praise radical, then my goodness Devil, you better look out. Because <laughs> I know who I am.
See, there's more. I mean, you can read the Word of God, but you come to the place that you do something with what you know. You people that come up here, do something with what you know. I mean, people may say you're this or you're that, but the devil doesn't have a hold on you. Oh, my goodness. He is under our feet. He's under our feet. And so we need to understand that he doesn't have a hold on us. What mom and dad once said about you, I mean, we all can have something that somebody has said at one time or another, but get over it. See, now, sweet little Lynette's not going to tell you that, but I am going to say, if you come up here today and you were prayed for, get over it. Get in the Word. Find what the Word of God has to say and get hold of it. I mean, it's sometimes we just hear things and it sounds really good and we want something, but we're not willing to do our part. But when we do our part, when I decided I would worship, when I decided I would worship, I mean, that thing came off of me. I still love that song. Death does not have a hold on me. Death does not have a hold on me. And that was two days in. And I've never, I haven't been the same since. I see women that's lost their husbands, and, and for three years they're still having a pity party. And please understand, I love my husband. I mean, we were married for 59 years. That's a long time, and I dated him for four. So that's 60 <laughs> Three years there. And, and I was in love with him. All it took was for him to look at me and me look at him. Uh, well, I don't know about, you know, him looking at me, but when, when, the, when I was 12 years old, I moved to a little town called Holly, Texas, in West Texas, and uh, went to uh, the church there. And when I went, he punched his mother and said, that's the girl I'm going to marry. Oh, <laughs> and just a little while after that, I went to visit a friend, and he was there, and all it took was for him to look at me. Now, we didn't date at that time, but you know, that look, that look, oh, my goodness gracious, I don't know why I'm on that. That's not in my notes. <laughs> Nothing I'm saying is in my notes. I just want you to know me, you know, get to know me. Uh, because maybe you don't know me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you probably don't. But uh, I'm excited about the things of the Lord. Amen. I'm so in love with him, all I want is him. I want him. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And so as I was so thirsty for that drink, uh, and I felt like I couldn't breathe, you know, there's a lot of people in the world today that is that thirsty, and they don't know that they're thirsty. Do you know it says thirsty and hungry, but both those words are thirsty. You know, if you look up the definition on both those words, it really is thirsty. And so we've got to thirst after him. We've, we, we've got to be so hungry for that thirst that we do whatever it takes and that doesn't mean, I'm so proud of you for being here this morning. You've already been told that once. But you know what? The important thing is not just that you're here this morning, but that you apply the word of God to your life. That you don't just come and sit and hear someone else. I mean, it would be very easy. If I was in this church and I had two anointed people like this, I might just come and sit and listen to y'all and, you know, think how great that is. But you know what? It never is going to work for you unless you apply it to your life, until you get into the Word of God for yourself, till you purpose to pray, and you purpose to pray through, and you purpose that you're going to do what God has told you to do. A lot of times he tells me to do some strange things. And, and you probably, some of you are laughing because he's told you to do some, some strange things. But you know what? I, what difference does it make uh, if I'm a fool for Christ 
you know, if I'm for him, then that's all that matters, that we would be for him. So after you get in the word and after you get radical, you say, are you telling me to get radical? Yes, I am. Now, I'm not going to tell you how to get radical because however God uses you, that's the way you ought to get radical. But I tell you what, I can get radical. I mean, uh, in our church, I mean, I'm the first one stand My son is the pastor, and I'm the first one standing up. But see, I'm in love with the Word of God. And so it doesn't matter to me. I mean, and I, I'm hollering. Is it, is it time? Not yet. Okay. Uh, I, I, I vocalize. And so sometimes just during the worship, I mean, if they're used to me, I mean, I'll get radical then too. What do you say? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. See, why do I do that? Why would I do that? Do I want to show off? Do I want to look people to look at me? No, no, no. I just realize that if anybody say anything, whether it's in song or the word of God, I'm going to agree with it. There's something that happens when you speak it out with your mouth. Yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. Yes, I'm for it. Yes, I will. Yes, yes, yes. Amen? Now, you can do it quietly if that's the way you do things. But remember this. Your faith has a position, and you're only one step away from a miracle. One step away from the very scripture that you need to speak. Are you looking for that position? I want to ask that. Are you looking for that position? Are you looking for that scripture? You need to be. And then we need to know it's in him. In him. It's in him I breathe. Thank you for that song this morning. It's in him. It's his breath that fills me up. It's his breath that causes me to move. It's his breath. I mean, when I think about his creation, I get so caught up in that to think that he made me. Listen, listen. You that came up, do you know that you are so wonderfully made? Do you know that no matter what a boyfriend might have said, what a husband might have said, what a teacher might have said, God said, I knew you before you were born, and I planned your life. I planned your life. So what I'm saying to you today is get in position Get in position that you would grab hold and you would know that he loves you. You're not an outcast. You're very special. Do you know that he went to the cross just for you? He died for all mankind. And if you've accepted him, I mean, you have the benefits. You have the benefits of what he has in store for you. I'd like to say this, and I, I wrote this down because God spoke it to me, and I don't know, but it is a scripture, and you know what, I don't have that scripture written down, but I want you to know, Lynette and Darren, that God is going to raise up your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body. I will be the one to establish them. It's a good word. It's a good word. We can't please God without faith, but listen to this, but faith pleases God and rewards. He rewards us when we get into the world. He rewards us. God gives us opportunities. Are you going to be one that will take your opportunity? Are you going to be one that will stand in the gap? 
Are you going to be the radical one that says, I will, I can, I'll do it. (laughs) Uh, I had a consecutive dream, and God needed somebody to do something. And the the first dream I had was, I said, I will. Short dream, you know. There's something to be done. I said, I will. I will. The next, later on, I don't know how long it was. I mean, I had another dream, and the same thing, you needed to do something. And I said, I will. I'll do it. You know, and that's all God wants of us, is for us to be willing and, and to vocalize it and say, okay, I will. I'll do it. What is there for me to do? Well, look at David. I mean, I love David as an example because he had a heart for God. He was hungry for God. Now, he got off like a lot of us do, but he had a hunger for God. I love the story when he was there in the cave hiding and uh, the armies was against him and he and his mighty men was there at that cave. And uh, he said, I just wish I had a drink of water from a certain well in Bethlehem. And the, his mighty men heard him. And so in between the cave and Jerusalem was uh, all these armies. But see, he, he wanted something and he vocalized it. And because he had trained men and women, they loved him. I see that with you. You love your pastors. They have trained you, and you love them. And, and I love it because David loved them so much. So they slipped off. I think it was 57 miles. They went to get this not a bottle because they didn't have a bottle then, but a, uh, a dipper of water out of that well. They, they wanted to please. That's what we need to do. That's the reason God said he's the apple of my eye because, because David wanted to please and he honored the men. And so the men slipped off and went all that way and got water and brought it back. Y'all know the story, I'm sure. Your pastors have preached it and preached, done a good job preaching it. That touches me. It's one of my favorite places. And so they come with this water, you know, the three that went to get it and gave it to him, and he looked at it, and he knew the cost. He knew the cost of it, and the cost was so great. It was people's lives. They gave their life for him. To have a drink of water. (laughs) They were hungry to please and do what God wanted to. And they gave it to him. And then to my astonishment, first time I ever read it, I thought, how could he do that? (laughs) So he took the water and poured it out on the ground, the word of God says. And I thought, oh my gosh. You know, these guys risked their life. But the word... He, it was too precious. He had to give it to God. And so he prayed, take this offering. It's too precious for me to drink it. God, you're the one that deserves it. You're the one that caused them to be able to do that. You're the one, you know, and and he said, you deserve all of it. Don't you love the story of him? I love the story of David. Then I love the story of Rahab. I like the story of Rahab. You know, she had a lot of bad things going for her. But here's a real key in that, that a whole lot of times people don't mention and talk about. She had heard from the people that was coming in about what God had done for the children of Israel. That was the real key. It's also the real key for the woman with the issue of blood. I mean, who's the key player in that? Well, it's the person that told her Jesus was doing miracles. 
And so what am I telling you today? Rahab became the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because she had heard of the mighty miracles and because she was willing to put the spies up and because she was willing to do exactly what they told her to do. You stay in the house, and she made a bargain with them. What about my family? And they say, you get them in the house, and then you keep them in the house. And if you keep them in the house, then they'll, they'll be saved. I mean, there was that, that whole place was saved because uh, uh, her place. Nothing else was but her place. And then let me tell you, here's the next part to that, is that that wasn't the end of it. She saw what God did. She experienced God for herself. She got in that place called there. And when she got in that place called there, she got in that place that she had his presence She knew the very presence of God. That's the place called there, is the very presence of God, his glory, his presence, all about her. When she got in that place, she said, you know, I'm going with you. And they said, well, you can't can't get inside, but you can go and you can stay on the outside. Listen to that. But she had such a hunger that she went and she camped on the outside of the camp until one of the men saw her and, uh, and wanted her for his wife. She did what she needed to do. It's, it's time. It's getting there. Okay. Praise God. So when we, you know, I know I've just kind of rambled. I've not stuck to my notes. But I believe that we're headed to a place. And it's a place called there. I want you to find your place called there. I want you to, to get hold of God and not let go of him. I mean, she was an outcast. <laughs> she knew the spies, but she didn't know the rest of the children of Israel as they camped and what they did. But see, she had experienced what God did in that place. She experienced what God did for her family. If you're saved, God has, God has done so much for you. I mean, what an exchange. What an exchange. I mean, he said, you know, buy. Well, how can you buy? You know, well, if I want a loaf of bread, I make an exchange. I give money for a loaf of bread. Isn't that the way we do in an exchange? And with the Lord, it's an exchange. We say, God, uh, I'm going to give you me, and I get you. What an exchange that is. I told God, this isn't a fair exchange. <laughs> Lord, only God will do something like that. Give you all of him when you give all of yourself. That's what getting saved is. You say, I see what Jesus did at the cross. And because I see what Jesus did at the cross, I see that he made a way for me. And so here I am, God, little old me. You know, we know who we are in Christ Jesus. But, you know, when we're not saved, we don't know. And so we say, here I am, you know. There, you really want to make this exchange? You really want to do this? I really get all things in you, and you get, what do you get? You get my unbelief, you get my uh, doubts, you get my fear, you get all this stuff, and I lay it all out, and it's a, I mean, what he gets from me is not, but that's what he wants. It's what he wants. He wants us to say, I want you. I want all of you. If you're here today and you've never made that exchange and you'd like to make that exchange today, you've never said, Jesus, come and live within me, then I invite you to come. If you're here today and you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit 
And that's speaking in other tongues. Why would I want that? Because Jesus said you needed it. And if he said you needed it, then why wouldn't you want it? <laughs> I, mean, I, have, I have some people who say, well, I don't know if he really wants me to have it. I said, well, he said to the disciples, go and wait and tarry. I, want you, I don't want you to be powerless. I don't want you to have to do what you're, I'm going to call you to do without this power that's on the inside of you. If you know him as your Lord and Savior, then you better get baptized in the Holy Ghost because he needs you to be that powerful instrument for him. And yes, when I pray for you, you get it. And, and that's the way it is. Why? Because I believe the Word of God. I don't state it on me. I stayed on him. I got in the word of God. I learned all about it. I saw, yes, it's for everyone. No one's left out. So if you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, then you need it. It's the power you need in your life. He said, okay, I'm going to go away. But it's beneficial if I go away. You know, they was looking to him for miracles. They was looking to him to teach them. They were looking at all the things that he did. For them, you know. And he said, well, I'm, you know, it's time for me to go. But the good news is that I'm not going to leave you powerless. I'm going to place inside of you myself. And I can only be in one place. But if you'll let me, I'll be in you. And you can do the same things I did when I walked the face of the earth. How powerful is that? What an exchange is that? I mean, if there's somebody that's deaf, if there's somebody that's blind, if there's somebody that needs anything, you've got the very power on the inside of you that Jesus had. And so what's holding you back? Maybe you just hadn't heard it. But after you hear it, then it's your responsibility to get it. Okay? All right. Yeah, I I, kind of put it out there. Here it is. If you want it, come get it. If you don't want it, I ain't going to pray for you. That's West Texas talk. (laughs) I say, how bad do you want it, Ty? How bad do you want it? And they'll say, I I want it. I'll say, well, I'm not going to pray for you. (laughs) You got to want it bad. How bad do you want it? I really want it. Mm, You don't want it bad enough. (laughs) How bad do you want it? I'll do anything for it. I'll do. I said, okay, that's what I want. Because, see, I don't want to pray for somebody and then not do their part. So I won't turn down, okay? (laughs) I love it. And that's why they get it. Because we're going to hang with them until they decide they want it. Or I just say, you know, go read about it and then make up your mind or come back. So I don't pray for people that don't want it. (laughs) Every once in a while I do, but not very often. (laughs) If I can't get them wanting it (laughs) and the Lord can't get them wanting it, then we can just leave it be, okay? All right. So I'm closing now with that. If you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, come up here right quick. If you want uh, your uh, arm prayed for, come up here right quick. If you want uh, your ankle prayed for, come up here right quick. Okay? Or if you just say, I want to be in a place called there. I want to be, I want to get to that place. I've never heard it quite like that. And if I get in that place where I'm willing to do all that God's called me to do, I want to be there. I I want to experience his presence. I want to experience his glory. I want his glory in me. See, that's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. It's his presence in you, and then it bubbles out. (laughs) It bubbles out. It's not just in there, but it can't help but come out. I love it when it comes out. I mean, you say, 
people say, you know, you got a lot of energy. Well, it's because I'm radical. I'm radical for Jesus. I know who he is. I know what he's done. I know who I am in him. I know that demons have to flee. I mean, I look at sin and know he took sin to the cross. And so he's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under your feet. He's under your feet. Some people spend a lot of time praying for demons and devils to come out. I don't. I just give them the word and say, (laughs) get it. (laughs) Get rid of it. And give them the word. See, the word's what's going to deliver them anyway. Why have this long service? You know, of doing this and doing that and talking to demons and all that kind of stuff, which I don't agree with. Just give them the word. It's the word that's going to set people free. It's the word. You get enough word in you, and I promise you, when they get in your presence, they're going to do one of two things. They're going to react or they're going to get free of it. Now, if they react, well, you just tell them who you are, and you just tell them the devil is under my feet. And and you're not pulling this on me. Jesus took this to the cross. You are free. You are free. I I feel that, that somebody here really needs to hear that today. But you're dealing with somebody that's dealing in witchcraft, and you've thought that you have to go through a process Keep giving them the word of God and telling them who they are in Christ. All right, I'm going to turn it over, and I'm going to come down here. And how much time do I have? None now? What time is it? No, no, I follow the pastor. Do you want my my message on authority? I can give that to you also. You want to be in right standing, you obey your husband. You want to be right standing, you recognize authority and you submit to authority. First of all, God. I could teach on that, but we don't have time. But that's a pretty good teaching. Yes, I would like to go on, but we are cutting it off because I'm obeying. And I don't want to be in bad standing. I know. Come. If, if that's you with the ankle, would you come up here? I really want to pray for you. If you've been having a trouble with your ankle, get on up here right quick. Don't, don't hesitate. Get on up here. And if you're having trouble with an arm and you've got really pain in the arm, I want you up here, okay, because God's fixing to do a work on you. See, not only do I believe, that when I pray for you, you're going to get the baptism. When I pray for you, you're going to get your healing. Amen. The Word of God says so. That I would lay hands on the sick and what? They shall. Is that would? No. Is that they would recover? That's conditional. They shall. Now, would's up to you, but shall is going to be my word. Okay. All right, I'm going to do that right quick and hand this to you and thank y'all for listening to me. Amen. Amen.